0: Hello and welcome to the Highly Strange Podcast with Lewis and Sarah. Hello. How are you?
1: Not bad. You yeah, alright? Good.
0: Um, I don't know if you're very knowledgeable in this, today's subject.
1: I'm not sure.
0: It's going to be um a bit about video games.
1: Okay, not really then.
0: Okay, cool. So it's going to be good. <laughs> going to get some insight. I'll have loads to say. <laughs> this is my first proper conspiracy episode. Okay. So I've been knee-deep in this all week. (laughs) So it should be a bit fun.
1: Is it about margarine and Nazis? (laughs) It's not about margarine and Nazis. Barry?
0: Barry might come up.
1: Okay, I look forward to that. Founded in
0: 1972, Atari Incorporated was a pioneer of the video game arcade scene. Their first game, Pong, became a cultural phenomenon that began a medium of entertainment we all still enjoy to this very day. In September 1972, Atari installed the first Pong prototype at a local Northern California bar called Andy Cap's Tavern. The game was an instant hit at the tavern, and its popularity continued to grow until a few days later, when the game stopped working. Upon inspecting the machine, it was found it was not broken as suspected, but because of its popularity with bar patrons, the coin mechanisms are jammed from the amount of coins pouring into the coin bucket in the cabinet base, which caused the machine to be temporarily unplayable.
1: Is Pong the one that just had, like, the two yeah, things like, at the side and the ball, and you just, beep. yeah, okay.
0: yeah. You used to play with, like, like paddles, mm. that sort of thing. And There used to be, like, a flat, like, um, like a coffee table, and you'd look down on it. It was at this point that it was clear that video game cabinets were going to be a huge hit with the public. Atari would go on to sell over 35,000 units of its Pong cabinet. And thus began the golden era of video games, a time where there was constant innovation and an influx of new video games was constantly being released. Eventually, video game arcades became a common sight all across America, a place for the youth to spend their hard earned pocket money one last go in whatever game they were playing whether it was Space Invaders Missile Command Pac-Man or Donkey Kong
1: <laughs> Donkey Kong is the absolute hero out of those ones <laughs>
0: <laughs> the arcade version is really difficult is it? okay yeah. I've
1: never played the arcade one
0: they used to make arcade games incredibly difficult so you would keep putting your money yeah in. so or perhaps even they were playing a game named Polybius nope nope yeah this episode it contains everything video games weird stuff deep conspiracy and mystery Mm -hmm. i'm ready it's our first time much like the rest of the country at the time in november 1981 portland oregon the burgeoning arcade scene was taking off with arcades all across the city for children to enjoy themselves in it becomes somewhat of a hot spot in one or two of these arcades however a new game cabinet mysteriously appeared that was supposedly even more even more addictive than the likes of Pac-Man, released just a year prior. These cabinets arrived without any fanfare or advertising. In fact, many people didn't even realise they had appeared, they just did. Just a couple of days after they had arrived, they would be gone again. Completely black with no imagery whatsoever, they were named Polybius. Upon loading the game, the user was greeted by a colourful title screen Displaying simply the name Polybius and the creator's Sinuslochen, Sinuslochen, Inc. Sinuslochen is a German word that loosely translates to "sense delete." Okay. <laughs> um, we'll return to that later. <laughs> it's also worth noting that the name Polybius refers to an ancient Greek historian who created the Polybius Square, an idea that is still used in cryptography and steganography. The practice of concealing a message within another message. I'm laying down some some crumbs for you to start following.
1: Okay, so like subliminal messaging?
0: Possibly. Possibly something like that. Whilst it's hard to say now, Polybius' gameplay has been most closely compared to another game named Tempest by Atari, which was a fast-paced puzzle game with confusing graphics where you scroll from side to side and shoot enemies. Obviously, not a great description, but it's hard to describe some of these older games. But it was advanced for its time, both in terms of graphic fidelity and gameplay. So, like compared to like games nowadays, and like a PlayStation Five, mm. the graphics of these these arcade games they were like coloured lines that move up. It's all and very like, like pixelated, as yeah, well. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, but that back then it was literally just lines. You were moving lines and dots around that sort of thing. Polybius was described to have coloured geometric shapes that bended and folded from a central portal. Spinning lights would become more intense as the game went on. Whilst Atari's Tempest was advanced for its time, Polybius was even further ahead. Its combination of vector images and raster graphics were impossible to recreate in 1981, as technology hasn't advanced enough to support it.
1: Do you say raster graphics?
0: Raster graphics. It's kind of way of like designing video game graphics. Oh, okay. Not not Jamaican graphics.
1: <laughs> That's where my brain went. <laughs> not like
0: pot graphics. <laughs> and like Bob Marley. <laughs> and like big hats. No. Shame. <laughs> that would be fun though. Maybe well, we'll see. Maybe <laughs> it might be a bit like that. Players reported Polybius was a highly psychedelic experience. Okay. <laughs> Rasta graphics.
1: wish everyone could see how raised your eyebrows get. <laughs> this is like, this is a hint, Sarah. <laughs> it's,
0: just, it's just the size of my forehead, means they look like they're higher. It was, <laughs> it was this experience that differentiated Polybius from the other games in the arcades. It allegedly would produce these psychoactive effects in the players themselves, and would be highly addictive, and was very disorientating and very confusing. Despite this, players could not stop playing it, they would begin to display bizarre symptoms whilst on the machine, including nausea, stress, seizures, and the inability to control one's own thoughts. Very mm. much. When they would go home at night, they would supposedly suffer from horrific night terrors, like hags. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they get visited by like a pixelated hag. Just a dab time. <laughs> Some users would even go as far to say they had feelings of depression and suicide after playing the game. So like these symptoms are like terrifying when you're playing mm-hmm. a video game. Like nausea, nausea and seizures are pretty common. Yeah, because like cause people Games that now still epilepsy, come with epilepsy warnings. Yeah, don't you they? have to go through this epilepsy warning every time you play. But probably being unable to control your own thoughts is a bit different. That's pretty terrifying. So um going to take a, a quick diversion. Okay. You know, like my episodes, we jump around time like all the time and everyone's like, what the fuck's Yeah, because
1: every other say we're so on task.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Throughout the early 1980s, at least nine cases were reported of epileptic seizures being triggered by video games in the United States. In 1981, there were several reported illnesses from arcade gamers in the Portland area. On November the 29th, the Eugene Register reported that 12-year-old Brian Morrow played the game Asteroids for over 28 hours, trying to break a local record. As TV cameras looked on, he quit playing due to stomach discomfort, which was attributed to anxiety and all the coke he drank. <laughs> he, he admitted that himself, like he think he drank too much coke. I'm um,
1: just being awake for 28 20, hours yeah, when 20, I do it to you, you know.
0: Asteroids would drive me nuts for 28 <laughs> hours. Could you imagine? On the exact same day, in the exact same arcades that Moro was attempting to break records, another local child...
1: Sorry, he was at an
0: arcade for 28
1: hours? Did they not ever close?
0: Apparently not, not in this time. Well, I imagine, because he was trying to break records, the TV camera was there, it's good advertising for the arcades. Oh, I see,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Maybe it just shut and he was still in there while (laughs) it was shut. So on that same day, another child, Michael Lopez... Developed a migraine while playing Tempest. And here's a a quote he said. I began to feel a weird sensation in the back of my head. Then my vision started going out. Little flashing lights. Suddenly I got sick and stumbled outside where I threw up all over the parking lot. One of my friends walked with me back home but we didn't make it all the way there. My head hurt so bad. It got to where I couldn't speak. I couldn't walk anymore. I collapsed on someone's lawn. Four blocks from my house, rolling and screaming in pain. It felt like my head was cracking open. Someone called the cops. That was the first migraine headache I ever had. I've had them off and on my whole life since, but it was freaky because I didn't know what was happening at the time.
1: That's a very intense migraine.
0: Yeah, someone called the cops on him. Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) A child was rolling around in pain. Uh, And the police shot him, didn't (laughs) they? (laughs) <laughs> oh, we, we love the American police on this <laughs> podcast. We've definitely never made comments about them before. <laughs> the consensus on what was causing these illnesses were that the flashing lights and intense visual effects were causing vertigo-like symptoms in children, as newspapers would report. But this doesn't really happen much nowadays. You don't really hear of people getting ill while playing video games, or at least I don't.
1: No, all you hear now is like repetitive strain injury and stuff like that, don't you? Yeah, if they play for too long.
0: I mean, I've played on my PlayStation for hours and hours on end without eating or drinking. (laughs) And that does make me feel a bit poorly.
1: Yeah, but that's the side effects of not eating and drinking for too long, yeah.
0: But I'm not rolling around on people's gardens. The cats are out of control, people. The cat's She's been very distracting.
1: Tempest for 48 hours straight and he's <laughs> fucked.
0: <laughs> Finally, one gamer, 18-year-old Jeff Daly, passed away after suffering a heart attack after getting his name on the high score list for the game Berserk. Blame once again was put onto the stress-induced by arcade gaming.
1: 18's so young to have a heart attack, yeah.
0: He was so stressed about getting a high score. He had a heart attack. What a loser. <laughs> well, he died. He died, Sarah. He died.
1: That's still. <laughs>
0: Unbelievable. we cancelled now.
1: Also, what an easy life. That's the biggest stress in your life, where you can get a high score in an arcade game. Once Don't remember again. life being that easy at 18. Once again, <laughs> the man is dead. The child is dead
0: at <laughs> 18. You're not really a child. You're a man, then. In the 1980s, much like the satanic panic that was ongoing, there was a fear of video games. Parents worried that so-called Pac-Man dens would encourage truancy, that kids (coughs) would smoke cigarette Pac-Man dens.
1: (laughs) 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 The Pac-Man den dens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Go down to the Pac-Man ends. Into the Pac-Man dens. That's the East You're London play Pac-Man, yeah? That's the East London <laughs> Pac-Man ends. <laughs> <laughs> so, parents thought that these Pac-Man dens, I can't stop saying it like that, would encourage truancy. Ah, the smoke
1: meth den. <laughs> smoke cigarettes
0: or buy drugs that young children would come into contact with and that violence would break out with, bad, with the bad elements of the bad man Pac-Man <sighs> ends. Did
1: they then become Satanists? Well, yeah, that's obviously, that's uh, that's
0: where you go from Pac-Man to the book of the Satanic Bible. Well, you
1: play Pac-Man and then you slowly start playing Dungeons and Dragons and then BAM!
0: You're eating blood. Yeah. In 1982, the New York Times quoted a Long Island mum who believed video arcades mesmerise our children, addict them, teach them gambling and breed aggressive behaviour. Of course... These fears were intensified in Portland when there were reports of mysterious men in black suits appearing around arcades. Oh, according to one owner of an arcade, men wearing black suits would often come to collect records from the game.
1: Ah, oh, the Pac-Man Mafia.
0: They did not take any money; <laughs> simply data on gameplay. The men in black are back. <laughs> it's been a while.
1: It has. I don't think you've even it's, mentioned them.
0: It's for... been a while but they're back were these men in black aliens here to infect the mind of American youth or were they perhaps agents of the US government partaking in something much more nefarious what do you think
1: I'd go with agents but because I'd go with trying to tap into the like how you can get the most out of young people sort of thing what that money yeah and just like you know knowledge is power so yeah finding out all that (laughs) collecting data
0: maybe it was just they just wanted to see what the Pac-Man ends were like
1: yeah maybe like I say, I reckon they were the Pac-Man mafia (laughs) Pac-Man they were the ones it's just the (laughs) 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 Pac-Mafia
0: to understand what the main theory behind these mysterious actions were we need to go back a few more years and dip our feet into one of the most nefarious conspiracies in American history one that is not just a conspiracy theory but it's conspiracy facts Okay. Why do you keep laughing at <laughs> I was me? Just
1: waiting for it.
0: It's quite a build-up. MK Ultra was a collection. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing now. Wait till you hear what MK Ultra was. Okay. MK Ultra was a collection of top-secret clandestine projects run by the Central Intelligence Agency from the 1950s through to the 70s, when the project was allegedly halted. <laughs> During this time, the CIA conducted hundreds of experiments, sometimes on unwitting US citizens, to assess the potential use of LSD and other drugs for mind control, information gathering and psychological torture. So you were laughing. You were laughing that this was horrible.
1: <laughs> I know, I know what MKUltra was. Sorry.
0: Um, we're, we're only going to be dipping our toes into MK Ultra. Okay, we it's probably We probably, probably do, like, an entire series on MKUltra. You know, like, just hours. In the 1950s and 60s, the height of the Cold War, the US government feared that Soviet, Chinese and North Korean agents were using mind control to brainwash US prisoners of war in Korea. In response, Alan Dulles, director of the CIA, approved Project MKUltra in 1953. The covert operation aimed to develop techniques it could be used against Soviet bloc enemies to control human behavior with drugs and other psychological manipulators. The program involved more than 150 human experiments involving psychedelic drugs, paralytics and electroshock therapy. Sometimes the test subjects knew they were participating in a study, but other times they had no idea, even when the hallucinogens started taking effect. The project eventually spiraled from just protecting US prisoners of war to attempting to discover methods of mind control as a weapon. One experiment including giving one man in Kentucky high doses of LSD every single day for six months.
1: Six months.
0: Every day. (laughs) Like, incredible amount, like... 100 times what you would normally use. Do you
1: reckon eventually kind of, like, become numb to it?
0: No, you don't. No. That's not how LSD works. (laughs) You are fucked every single day for six months. Yeah. Other experiments included dosing patients that suffered with mental health conditions, such as anxiety and depression, with high doses of LSD for months at a time, just to see what would happen. So they were pretty horrible with it.
1: Yeah, because I was gonna say, isn't it like rule number one? If you're gonna put yourself in a trip, you have gotta be in a good place be before really you good start place. the trip. You've got to yeah, be well aware. A bad trip.
0: Yeah, yeah, you gotta be well aware of what you're doing at the start. Like scientists that were working on it, they would be dosing themselves, okay. and like other CIA agents, like in the office.
1: Can you imagine? they just going into work. <laughs> Everyone in the office just buzzing off their tits
0: on like that, it. That's what was happening. <laughs> Eventually, they were literally like playing games, like making each other trip. Like putting in people's coffee. God. Like you'd be going to a work meeting and someone would like, oh no, like one was like a Christmas party, and one of the CI agents put like a load of LSD in the punch, so all their bosses and everyone was like tripping balls, <laughs> just to see what would happen. God. That's what it was like. And then eventually they moved on to the human experiments. Yeah. It was mostly on like prisoners. But and soldiers. So where does this leave us with the story of Polybius?
1: Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, Polybius. We're going down the rabbit hole now. Okay. This is when I started to go like deep.
1: Okay. I'm I'm in. stop
0: talking to me for a while. <laughs> in 1980, Atari released Battlezone, a vector graphic tank shooter that came equipped with primitive 3D goggles, mm. making it the very first virtual reality video game. Yeah, Bit okay. Of fun nice. One month later, the US Army approached Atari to make a special version of that game that could be used to t- train actual tank gunners. This relationship between the US Army and Atari was formed mere months before the alleged release of Polybius. Furthermore, the key creator of Battlezone was said to be the designer behind Polybius. Coincidence! <laughs> of course. Is it a coincidence that Polybius' graphical style seemingly recreates the effects of a hallucinogenic LSD trip? Polybius' spinning graphics and flashing lights, that become more intense the longer you play. LSD causes users to experience radiant colours, intense visual hallucinations and growing geometric patterns. Much like the gameplay described in Polybius. LSD users also experienced the sensation of time speeding up or slowing down, which apparently also other oblivious users felt, but I didn't write that down earlier. Okay. (laughs) Because I forgot to. Is it too far-fetched to believe the US government was perhaps experimenting on creating a digital, artificial LSD trip, one that could be used in a similar fashion as the MKUltra experiments that allegedly finished? The CIA experimented with LSD in many different forms during MKUltra, from pills to liquids. They even researched and possibly carried out an aerosol form of LSD to dose multiple people at once. The (laughs) MKUltra...
1: This is like gas chamber them with LSD, Christ.
0: Yeah, like there was a time in, was it San Francisco, where they like poisoned a load of people Mm. with like some bacteria. So it wouldn't be the first time they've done it before. Yeah. Also, oh, gas chamber trip. <laughs> That's the worst possible place. You want to be in the woods? You don't want to be in a gas chamber?
1: <laughs>
0: the MK Ultra experiments took place in hospitals, prisons, and even specially sanctioned, clandestine brothels, which they called um, Operation Midnight Climax. <laughs> I'm not even joking. <laughs> the CIA... They protect everybody. Is it I think too... they were on
1: LSD when they name that, weren't they? <laughs>
0: Probably. <laughs> Is it too far-fetched that experiments would continue to take place in a handful of obscure arcades in a corner of the country? After all, gaming arcades have suddenly become incredibly popular and provided a perfect setting for secret government testing on children. You can see I'm fucking heated.
1: <laughs> I just don't get Why? Like why
0: to ch- what to raise a generation of children to be brainwashed into whatever the U.S. government wanted?
1: But why do they need to Jumped experience like LSD to make them like that? That's what I don't get. Well,
0: that was the idea of MK Ultra. They wanted to see if LSD would soften your brain to be mm. more pliable to do whatever you are like subjected to, like to create like a Manchurian candidate, mm. like a um. Like a sleeper soldier. MK Ultra proved the government had no scruples in performing immoral and grotesque experiments on its own citizens. Is it too far to assume that they would continue these tests on children? They do have a track record for it. So they—they they weren't just MK Ultra, you know, like other U.S. experiments mm. that were horrible, like Agent Orange, where they on on like loads of soldiers in Vietnam or. The Stanford Prison Experiment. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, yeah, basically they um, they put I think it's like a dozen like prisoners and a dozen normal people in like a prison situation. Oh, okay. And they just gave these people like absolute power over these prisoners. Oh no, they were all normal people and they were made to split up into prison guards and prisoners.
1: Oh okay, yeah, I do know that That's one. The one. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, sorry, don't want to misinform the public. But can you imagine? This was all in the twentieth century, like in the fifties, and that could you imagine what's happening now? I mean we're experiencing it now with Facebook and social media, the algorithms on YouTube. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Your phone listening to you.
1: because it's funny, isn't it, when you talk to someone who's got slightly different political ideas to you and you'll be like, did you see this article? And they'll be like, no, that never popped up. And you're fed, you know, only what you want to hear, aren't you?
0: Yeah. You, or what you, they want you to hear. You talk about something and mysteriously, an advert for it appears mm-hmm. on, your fa- on your Instagram feed in, while you're looking at highly strange pods at Instagram. <laughs> but, like, you know, they did a test on that. They put an English-speaking person's phone on a table... Next to a Spanish radio station for twenty four hours, I think it was twenty four hours. They come back to it, and their adverts were in Spanish. Wow, well, yeah. So, doesn't surprise me. The government, Zuckerberg, <laughs> Bezos, <laughs> they're all scumbags. <laughs> but whoever runs Spotify, he's great. <laughs> we like him. We like him. <laughs> if he gives us a deal, if not, you're up there with Bezos be warned (laughs) i'm hated man (laughs) polybius users reported feelings of nausea stress and the inability to control one's own thoughts all side effects of a bad lsd trip i'm not saying every lsd trip is like that but if you are dosed unexpectedly you wouldn't have a good time night terrors memory loss and suicide are all symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder which could and often does occur after a sudden and unexpected bad acid trip so if you're if you don't know it's happening to you and you're a young age Mm. you would be traumatized by an lsd trip if you weren't expecting it
1: yeah and your your thoughts and that are just all over the place anyway at that age aren't they yeah you mix something else in with that and you are just you're not in for a good time
0: your brain's still developing your psyche could not handle like a LSD trip because like we wouldn't even know what dosage they'd be using. I don't mm. imagine they care about safety. No. If it was physical, actual LSD, and not some sort of digital version they've recreated.
1: I'm just thinking like what you said about the, like seeing um, geometric patterns and things like that. There's still games like that now, though.
0: Yeah, like you play a game like Ge- Geometry Wars or something. Yeah. Or like, Have
1: you ever seen that? Just shapes and beats. No. Yeah, it's like for little kids, and that's literally what it's like. It's just, like, really bright neon, like, shapes and patterns that, like, pop up on the screen. For,
0: for like, young children. Yeah. To brainwash them. Yeah. Into becoming sleeper agents yes. for the incoming war. Yes. With <laughs> East Asia or whatever.
1: <laughs> Don't so. play just
0: shapes and beats. <laughs> well,
1: there's Geometry Dash, isn't there, as well?
0: Is it? Yeah. I, I only know Geometry Wars, but that's not for children. But, like, yeah, no, like, loads of games are like that. And Peppa Pig, she's just a fucking triangle <laughs> with a circle on her head. <laughs> Do you know, that. what's Peppa Pig doing? Do you mean that? <laughs> she's a brat no. and <laughs> all. I fucking hate this. You know what? I never watched any Peppa Pig content. But one day, it was only a couple of weeks ago, I heard Peppa Pig's voice. And, like, if, when I, if I ever have a child, they will not be watching Peppa Pig. Because <laughs> the sound of her voice... Went into my soul <laughs> and d- did some damage. I A little bit it. much. So, what do you think the purpose of these experiments are? What do you think their aim is?
1: Well, just to uh, mind control. Just usually. mind control. Yeah.
0: Just to get swarms of children to fight. Yeah. At the time, Russians. Yeah. Not nowadays. We're <laughs> best friends with the with the Russians. Yeah. Um, with such. <laughs> let's move on with such this isn't going to age well though you could listen back to this like a year later and it could be like six months into the war you know and you're hunkered down listening to highly strange which we appreciate when you should be fighting for your country but I mean if you're listening to us then that's great leave us a review hey in the there's no
1: reason why the two can't go in parallel with each other <laughs>
0: <laughs> if you, yeah if you get into like hand-to-hand combat with the enemy recommend them the podcast yeah yeah, that's who we re- recommend. Might it might end at the, the end. war, you know. In might end. We could bring peace between the <laughs> East and West, which hasn't taken place in over like 100 years. With such intense visual overloads, is it possible that Polybius contains some form of subliminal messaging? Sorry, it is possible. Subliminal messaging has existed ever since the advent of radio. Companies would use a specific series of sounds or musical jingles. During their advertisements to influence the listener to feel a certain way about their product, usually to buy it. True subliminal messages cannot be observed or discovered by the conscious mind, even if you're actively looking for them. This is because stimuli to which we respond to every day, the things we see and hear around us, are above the threshold of conscious perception. Unlike subliminal messages, which are below this threshold. Although the term subliminal has been widely used for many years, it wasn't until 1957 that the practice became known beyond scientific and academic circles when Vance Packard's book, The Hidden Persuaders, brought the concept of subliminal messages to the mainstream. The book detailed the results of a study conducted in the 1950s that claimed Coca-Cola had used subliminal advertising in movie theatres to drive sales of fizzy drinks and popcorn. The study claimed that by splicing single frames of visual messages like buy (laughs) Coca-Cola and buy popcorn into movie reels, sales of these products have increased by 57 and 18%, respectively. Nice and discreet. (laughs) Mm. They weren't, though. Back in the day, they weren't subtle about it. Yeah, yeah. During the bitter fight for the US presidency between George W. Bush and Al Gore in 2000. <laughs> Gore accused... Of, this is second mention recently. <laughs> Gore accused Republican campaign managers of including a subliminal message in an attack ad focused on Gore's proposed healthcare policies. Gore alleged that in the video, the word rats appears on screen for a fraction of a second before the ad shows a visual featuring the word bureaucrats. So I'll, I'll post this on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And it is, it is unbelievable. It's honestly barely subliminal. Like, you, if you don't know it's going to appear, then you probably wouldn't expect it. But if you know it's there, you would.
1: So does it say rats and then turns into Democrats?
0: It's rats and then it shows the Democrats' promise about healthcare. I'm going to show you this video now. Hopefully you'll be able to hear this over the microphone. Under Clinton Gore, prescription drug prices have skyrocketed
1: and nothing's been done.
0: If you can see it. ...has a
1: plan. Add a prescription drug benefit to Medicare. Every senior will have access to prescription drug benefits.
0: And Al Gore? Gore opposed bipartisan reform. He's pushing a big government plan that lets Washington bureaucrats interfere with what your doctors prescribe. The Gore prescription plan? Bureaucrats decide. (laughs)
1: It's like ten times the size of the rest of the writing.
0: <laughs> it's barely subliminal. Yeah. But that is, like, really famous. So you saw it. Yeah. But you was looking for it.
1: I was. However, like I said, it took up, like, the whole screen. Like, and the rest of the writing was really small, so. <laughs> it's
0: not very subtle.
1: Also, that writing really reminded me of the, like,
0: You wouldn't, wouldn't seal a bag. You wouldn't download a car. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't steal your nan's purse and shit in it. (laughs) Whenever I see
1: that, I'm like, you don't know me. I'm right.
0: (laughs) But apparently now in the 21st century, the use of subliminal messaging is banned, but we wouldn't know if it is.
1: Oh, it definitely still gets used. Yeah, you would have no idea.
0: But apparently it's officially banned. Okay. So we can only speculate what the subliminal messaging was in Polybius, if there even was any. And it wasn't simply an experiment dosing unexpecting children with LSD. But I suspect that Atari's involvement in the US government, the US army did have some part to play. So you remember the Simpsons skit Join the Navy.
1: Even <laughs> at the <hearts>. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that one.
0: yeah, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like maybe the US army wanted kids to
1: sign up, join the yeah. Navy.
0: We will go back to The Simpsons shortly, actually. Fabulous. <laughs> Remember who allegedly created the game, a company known as slinner Schocken? hmm I say it different every every time, <laughs> which in loose German translates to sense-delete. Does this refer to the game deleting the senses of children playing it? Or was the US government using MK Ultra techniques to experiment in training a new generation interested in the explosion of video games to be compliant... Could so
1: well
0: be yeah yeah kind of makes sense. Uh, the idea of MK Ultra, the LSD was to eventually, essentially clean the slate yeah, yeah. of a person's minds, which is sense senses yeah. yeah. So what what is your theory now at this point and why Polybius existed?
1: I still don't know if I'm honest. I haven't made
0: you haven't made a
1: full n- connection
0: yet. Well, I'm. We're going to talk about the Men in Black again. Okay. <laughs> the FBI were in fact conducting secret operations within America's arcades. That is a documented fact. The FBI's records indicate that the agency actually was monitoring and subsequently raiding arcades in the Portland area right around the time that Polybius emerged. In those days, arcades, which are naturally dark and maze-like, had seedy reputations as hotbeds of gambling, drug activity and pickpockets. Looking to prey on teenagers, you know, like mm-hmm. bad man Pac Man ends. <laughs> so they were they were pretty dodgy places to be back in the day. Cabinets were being rigged for gambling. Youth would be pickpocketed by criminal gangs, and arcades were a prime spot for dealers to sell drugs to kids. The FBI wanted to investigate and stop this from happening. FBI agents actually rigged game cabinets, including Tempest with cameras and microphones in an effort to catch these gangs in operations. Is it possible that teenagers of the time, juiced up on Coca-Cola, misinterpreted these FBI agents who were simply trying to stop organised crime for shady CIA agents? That the plethora of children falling ill due to gaming-related symptoms was simply just that, and not caused by a government conspiracy? Now we know of the MKUltra program, we know of the true horrors the US government committed against its people. To this day, there's no actual record of the game's existence. The machines no longer exist, despite the efforts of several collectors to track them down. So I did find a website where you could download a supposed like, ROM of of Polybius, but it's almost definitely fake and I didn't want to download a random folder onto my laptop. If the uh, government there'd take all I know. I know too much. So
1: was it the FBI themselves that put out the whole we were doing this to protect children did that come from them?
0: Yeah, the FBI in their records it says that they were conducting operations where they would be infiltrating. Mhm. Mhm. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> infiltrating these arcades whilst wearing black suits. Yeah, like like infiltrating the arcade for the kids while wearing like black suits and hats.
1: I just <laughs> very feel like, sneaky. If you just wanted to protect them and stop that like just putting obvious CCTV in yeah, having security.
0: Well they were hiding CCTV but in the arcade machines themselves.
1: Yeah but that's what I mean if you put up obvious CCTV yeah. crime does naturally slightly decrease.
0: I do love an arcade though.
1: They're not what they used to be though are they? When I think no. of arcades I'm now like they're like five quid a go yeah and now they're all like just driving on bike games yeah or shooting yeah
0: i like the penny ones yeah me and kate we have a strong addiction to those so (laughs) when we're down the coast we will spend 20 to 30 quid on there (laughs) in like one session they're lethal
1: they are yeah
0: i'll be like we run it i'll be like oh just go and get a tenner (laughs) (laughs) and there we are again for another two hours you know (laughs) But then I'll get frustrated, so then we change up tens into, like, pounds, and then I'm doing the expensive machines. Yeah. Next thing I know, I've spent 30 quid, and I've got, like, a minion (laughs) keyring. (laughs) Worth (laughs) it. And I'm like, this was fun. (laughs) 30 quid lighter. (laughs) So it is up in the air about whether Polybius did actually exist. It could have all been one entire creepypasta. Mm. But it has left a legacy in gaming and pop culture
1: so if they want to prove that it exists can they not track down the people that gave the quotes about playing it
0: what the kids yeah well they did they said they played a game called polybius oh okay but that that's it like, And
1: that is verified like those people exist and well
0: you, as far as you can verify someone's statement on telling mm-hmm. a story about playing a game i mean they could just be making it up yeah um, but Polybius machines have turned up more recently okay. in places in 2006 an episode of The Simpsons shows Bart playing in an arcade with guess what a Polybius cabinet lurking in the background <laughs> with underneath it says there's a little sticker that says property of the US government ah
1: uh, Simpsons always know do not they they
0: always know
1: that sold it for me
0: it's a, <laughs> The Simpsons is a whole conspiracy they can either predict the future yeah. or they are the Illuminati yeah yeah. Bit that, of life. Yeah. <laughs> they predicted so. We could do an episode in The Simpsons. Yeah. Maybe we will.
1: <laughs> maybe when we. You know, we spoke about doing one of people making predictions and we said, like, we'll do The Old Woman.
0: Yeah. Maybe we'll. Stick the d- Simpsons. <laughs> <in> Nostradamus. <laughs> <as well. laughs> what yeah. was her name? Baba. Something. Yeah. The Simpsons. All <laughs> famous predictors. <laughs> A music video for Nine Inch Nails 2017 single Less <laughs> Than featured visuals that referenced. Vi- um. Polybius. Okay. I don't know if you're a Nine Inch Nails fan. Not a massive, but... They have literally... The the music video is like the person playing Polybius, and it comes up with words like comply and that sort of thing. And also, most recently, a Polybius cabinet was featured in an episode of Marvel's Loki. Was it? Yes. You remember when they're in that little underground bit, that little den... Yeah, and he meets like, that croco- the kid one, yeah, and the crocodile in yeah. the background. There is a Polybius machine. I've got pictures oh, okay. actually. I've saved pictures on my laptop. Bear with me.
1: The um, the German company can that be verified? Are they no? Because that
0: that's disappeared. You know, like they always do. It here's the uh, Simpsons one.
1: Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, here's the. Loki one in the background
1: yeah yeah I see yeah
0: there you go and that was only what last year yeah so Polybius is still hanging around it's amazing or is it terrifying it's
1: a bit terrifying isn't it really
0: I like the idea that Polybius actually just exists in the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> maybe like they could incorporate that in a plot <laughs> so whether it's just an urban legend perpetuated online or a dark tendril of the MK Ultra program intended to brainwash an entire generation of young Americans. Polybius remains one of the most intriguing internet mysteries in recent years.
1: So when you say the FBI obviously said that we just went into arcades to, yeah, like, to protect children, yeah. did they mention anything about a game? No, they wouldn't. They just said we were just yeah, in the arcades. That's
0: why they were there, yeah. Okay. So it is It is possible that kids would just see these FBI agents hanging around machines and just... They would have heard a story from a friend of a friend's yeah, cousin yeah. that they had a seizure while playing a game and then, you know, it sort of extrapolates down the line until suddenly there's Polybius. But at the same time, whilst most people believe, all the mainstream media do say it's just an urban myth, it's just um, creepy pasta. I am... Um, th- th- convinced that mk ultra did not stop when they said it did the only reason it came out was because there was a misfiling so all the files or some files referring to mk ultra were not destroyed yeah yeah so god knows what else actually happened we only know about it what wasn't destroyed so it wouldn't surprise me if mk ultra kept going in some form like i said we still see it now in the effects of the music industry Mm -hmm. and, you know, some could say someone like Britney Spears had a ultra like experience. Yeah. You know, you see it now time and time again. I mean, is it the pressure of celebrity or is it a government conspiracy to turn these (laughs) into uh, uh, mouthpieces and they just can't get on with it?
1: I reckon. Have you ever seen the episode of South Park about Britney Spears?
0: No. Oh, Oh, I might have done.
1: It's like this theory that, like, the government created her... um, And like she has to die, so like everyone then starts like they're like, the the clock is ticking and they have to find her and they have to get her to be dead.
0: Oh, it's like a 24, yeah. yeah.
1: So it's like that's the only reason she was ever created because we had to like want her to die,
0: right? (laughs) But I mean, (laughs) like people like Kanye West, Mm. he got into being close friends with Donald Trump, and then very soon afterwards, he said he was into religion very strongly, and then he had a mental breakdown, yeah, and was in a facility and then he come out that's
1: a common story as well isn't yeah it? he's not the
0: only one yeah you know like Britney Spears and Kanye West they're the most common well yeah. known ones but you Ooh. know so I, th- I think MK Ultra is still going on in sh- some form a new new version of it
1: yeah I think like you say even if it's just through like advertising and yeah
0: through social media yeah
1: what you get pop up on your phone weird
0: like um, what's it? What's the game? What's the mobile game? I'm thinking of Candy, candy Crush. Crush. Candy Crush <laughs> is an, a tendril of MK Ultra. You heard it here first.
1: There, he said it. Right, <laughs> don't co- it. don't
0: come after me, Candy people. <laughs> you insult Candy Crush, you get like waves of people after you. Yeah. Like the Candy fiends. Yeah,
1: yeah. I've never actually played it.
0: I have. I know what it. What I played type a lot of, a game of it. it is, but. I've got a few hundred levels into into it once. <laughs> and then there's the spin-offs. God. so you play the spin-off games it's like watching 90 Day Fiancé I think that's a MK Ultra program because so. you get sucked into so hooked so into quick. it and then all the spin-offs <laughs> yeah and then you're paying Discovery Plus to watch 90 Day Fiancé
1: <laughs> I only played Discovery Plus for Ghost Adventures
0: yeah and Ghost Adventures <laughs> look Discovery Plus if you're out there <laughs> we we really enjoy your content Have you enjoyed the story about Polybius? I know you're not a big um, video game person, but, I mean, the video game part does sort of play a bit of a back seat towards the end.
1: It's really interesting, and you can definitely... Whether it exists or not, you could still see something like that happening. So even if it's not that, there's probably a version of it. Yeah. Um, that the government
0: have used. I mean, nowadays, you do still get video games that are sanctioned by the government. There was mm-hmm. one that came out a few years ago. It failed miserably. But the US Army did pay for this video game to be made. And, I mean, every year, people are still playing Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah. Which is... I, I do enjoy Call of Duty as a, like a cathartic gaming experience, just because you can turn your mind off. But it is US propaganda. In fact, the, some of the recent ones referred to MK Ultra. Do they? Yeah, like the story is going through MK Ultra and like sleeper agents and Manchurian candidates and all that. Mm.
1: Do you reckon any of it has anything to do with Kirk Payne?
0: Well, yeah, that's a good, that's the yeah. one. Yeah, Courtney did it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about when I go back to edit this episode about like putting in some flashes of us <laughs> saying like our podcast,
1: <laughs> subscribe like (laughs) like subscribe (laughs) review
0: (laughs) i won't do that to our dear listeners
1: (laughs) 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 what do you think it was genuine
0: uh see i'm i'm conflicted because it does sound very government-ish it does sound like it could be an experiment but at the same time it i could also see it easily being an urban myth that just spreads down like yeah ch-
1: just a rumor yeah, yeah just
0: like a rumor spread you know and they change every time yeah yeah so i could i could see it either way but i find it interesting and i wanted to slowly incorporate some conspiracy into the broadcast
1: so next week q on.
0: <laughs> absolutely not doing q on. um I think next next time I'm going to do an alien episode. I've done no, a couple I'm of internet mysteries. Nice. I might do an alien one, I think.
1: Yeah. That's where you belong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I won't take that as an insult. I'll take that as a <laughs> a, pride, a prideful moment for yeah.
1: me. It's where, where all your knowledge and your yeah. All my is wisdom. <laughs>
0: so, who are you recommending? Um. To the enemy you're fighting in the future war, <laughs> when you're getting close in hand-to-hand combat, whisper into their ear, lie listen, back
1: and think of highly strange. Listen to highly strange podcast,
0: <laughs> and then you twist the knife. Nice. <laughs>
1: nice. I might just go with Simpson fans. Yeah, Simpson fan. <laughs> that's all right too.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's there's cool. a strong
1: chance if you enjoy the Simpsons,
0: you might enjoy, enjoy
1: Highly Strange.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like the British Simpsons. <laughs> We're proper British. I know Americans I like they that, thought don't I we they? all
1: talked really posh.
0: Yeah, she talked... We are
1: po- the British Simpsons. Yeah,
0: she talk posh. And I'm like, proper British. <laughs> there was a moment in one of our past episodes where you were talking about Sharon Hill. You're like, all right, Shazza. <laughs> <laughs> it fucking cracks me up. So I imagine that's what we sound like all the time.
1: <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> well, that was fun. Yeah. What else do we need to do? Please... Go ahead and find us on Instagram Highly Strange Pod
0: Yes um, You can like us on Facebook Highly Strange Pod again
1: And leave us a review On, on Spotify Apple, or Apple, Apple Podcast.
0: Podcast Or anywhere you can leave a review um, They really do help us Getting up the algorithms The MK Ultra algorithms <laughs> So we can get up there And we can control
1: Yeah we might need the them populace. After this episode <laughs> Yeah true Because <laughs> we, we
0: are going to get Assassinated now
1: <laughs> Perfect Have a lovely week Yes. And we'll see you next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.